Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. In the Zone. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, it was wonderful to kick off early June Dairy Month activities on Saturday with my friends down in Greene County. And I'll tell you what, if that crowd is an indicator on how people are going to start re-engaging with face-to-face entertainment, well, dairy committees, you better get ready. I think they had a record breaker on Saturday. I've got some pictures up. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook if you want to take a look. Uh, The weather did not hurt us as far as any outdoor activity were concerned over the weekend maybe a little on the warm side as of yesterday uh, today that heat is going to stay around today's daytime high is expected to be around uh, 83 degrees then a little bit of a cool front coming through tomorrow 71 thursday 71 and friday 74 degrees we've got a chance of afternoon thunderstorms today stumacher ag meteorologist has details coming up Your soil is your farm's greatest asset. Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern BioAg way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. April showers bring May flowers. That's usually the phrase that gets us through the wet month of April. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But this year, April was pretty dry. We didn't get a lot of those showers. So, Jill, what does that mean for flower producers and gardeners this year? Well, Stephanie, I had the opportunity to talk to a flower farmer down here by Fall Creek. And this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. I had talked to Lacey Orson. She runs Field Road Flowers. She talked to me about how she got started and her passion for flowers and what her business is developing into from supplying the local population to supplying local flower distributors. Well, I've always had a vegetable garden and about five years ago, mom and I started, my mom gardens with me, we started putting flowers around the gardens to help with the pollination and pest control. And a couple of years into doing that, I picked up a book, one that was called Vegetables Love Flowers. And um, I really just fell in love with that idea. And then my husband bought me another book about growing flowers commercially and I read that and I was like oh my goodness I love that idea who knew you could do that and um, the winter of 2019 I found a course online and it was all about how to grow them 
and I we we talked and I don't know should I shouldn't I take the course and we decided why not you know it would be fun if nothing else and so I took the course and kicked off my flower farming career in the spring of 2020. Flowers kind of have always been your passion but that's not really what you started out doing as your career. First of all what did you originally start in we already found out how you got into the flowers, but what made you actually make that jump? So I've been doing IT for about 20 years now, and it can get stressful at times, but I, I wanted to spend more time with my family, my kids, be a mom, but also have another source of income. So this spring, I made the switch from IT to flower farmer full-time. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Well, it's always a little bit fun out there. Get your shoes dirty and your fingers are always in the dirt. How big of an operation did you really have? Um, I would say we probably had two 30 by 50 gardens of flowers. So maybe a 16th of an acre all total. Pretty small size. I, we maybe grew a couple thousand flowers that first year just to kind of get our fingers dirty. First year was, can we grow flowers? That's how I felt. First year was, can we grow flowers? Last year was, can I sell flowers? And this year is kind of, okay, now I know we can do both. Now, how are we going to build this business into something that we'll make a little bit of money at and, and enjoy, you know, doing and, and also the family's all involved. So how can me and the boys and my mom all kind of work together and hone our craft. And you say a couple thousand flowers, and my eyes got really big because a couple of thousand is big to me. So if you started at a couple thousand, where are you at now? Last year we planted about 13,000 plants. So I would say we had 30 or 40,000 blooms last year. This year I think we're... 15,000, 16,000 plants is approximately what we're planning. I think we're about a quarter acre of flowers now. So growing, growing, growing. Do you have flowers that are just available in the spring, summer, fall? What is your main focus? Well, we do have spring bulbs, so fragrant narcissus, your tulips, um, but we do specialty varieties. So specialty varieties of all of these flowers, and we start early spring, except for this year, when it wasn't an early spring. And then we go through summer. We have the majority of our flowers from July through early September. And then if the summer holds on, um, last year we had flowers through the end of October. Well, you mentioned the spring-type weather. It's been a little rough for all kinds of farmers, and I'm sure the flower farming is included in that bunch. Has the cold weather set you guys back? It has, yep. Yeah. Normally we have flowers in April. The narcissus and the tulip start mid to late April. Um, this year we are just now starting to pick. Last week was our first week of picking any flowers. Although we put as much as we could under caterpillar tunnels to try to force them to grow, but those cold snaps really kept everything from coming on strong until just this week when we got some warm temps. Caterpillar tunnels. What are those? They're hoops that we, so metal hoops that we cover with plastic, 
Um, and they're like mini greenhouses. I don't have a large greenhouse, so we make mini greenhouses just over the rows of flowers when we need to. Protect them a little bit from the frost and the freezing, and you said make them grow. Correct. Yep. The frost and the freezing in the spring, um, we also use them when we plant our transplants. We protect them from the wind because that can be tough on on transplanted flowers. Um, And then we also have some flowers that tend to like more heat. So that gives us the opportunity to grow some of those flowers that you may, that may be more common in southern states. But if you want to grow them in Wisconsin, you have to give them a little extra love. So we talked a little bit about bulbs. Do you use a lot of different kind of seeds? Are all your flowers coming from out of bulbs? Um, no, primarily we start all of our flowers from seed. We don't have a greenhouse, so they all get started in my basement. So my basement is <laughs> a fun, massive green in the early spring. We start planting in late January, early February, so that we have some flowers like to go out before the last frost so we can get them out in March. So we have flowers starting in May, June, those that have to get plant started from seed. So how many seeds do you plant in January? Um, we probably only plant a few hundred in January, but those are our slower growers. The most seeds we plant start mid, mid-March to the mid-April Um, most of our seeds you start four to six weeks before your last frost so we get them started inside Um, we move them outside to harden them off and then we get them out in the field let's take a look ahead into the future do you plan on growing even bigger and getting more of those flowers out there we're hoping to but we're probably going to transition we're probably at our max for annual seeds and flowers and we're going to transition into some of those more perennial seeds we'll do more woody stems Um, i really like the unique little bits that you can put in bouquets so that i mean i love don't get me wrong i love a good bunch of roses but if i'm gonna grow it i like something unique so um we started out with the seeds because it's pretty reasonable to get into the flowers that way. Now we're investing in the woodies, the perennials. We're going to invest in peonies and some of those flowers that take a few years to get going, and then they produce really well. But it's an investment. So as far as flowers, that's where we're going. So now that you've grown all these flowers, are you looking into designing bouquets and designing articles that will use your flowers? So I do some design work. I actually am doing a couple of weddings this year. I did one last year. Um, I also like selling to the florists who do the design work. I'm working with a couple of florists now, so I sell them direct the flowers and then they get to design with them. Gives me a little more time to spend in the garden and they get to buy local, which is really cool because most of the flowers that they can buy come from Florida or California or South America. So if we can buy local, then you get extra life out of your flowers. All I can say is, wow, from seed to bulb to growing to designing, I think you have all the facets of this whole business. And it's really cool to see this something I didn't even know was so close to me. And that was Lacey Orson 
from Field Road Flowers in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance, early and often, on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Let Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison help you catch the island spirit with our Tiki Loot Party. On Saturday evening, June 4th, 37 winners will share in a massive amount of cash prizes and rewards play. It's going to be a huge night with four winners selected every half hour between 5 and 9 p.m. Then at 9.30, one grand prize winner will land a big one. $20,000 in cash. But don't wait until the 4th for all this tiki fun. Check out our bar for some luau-inspired drink specials all month long. Come and get the tropical feeling at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, uh, yeah. This morning we're talking weather. It wasn't so bad over the weekend for the most part around our area. Again, if you did pick up rain or something like that, you're welcome to give me a give me a quick update on the talk text line. That's 877-301-FARM. 877 877- Three zero one three two seven six Kirby by La Crescent too. The only one that's giving me an update this morning about a tenth of an inch he recorded in La Crescent. But boy, there was some severe stuff that came through. What north and west of the Twin Cities, huh? Yeah, I did see uh, some information. Friends of mine up around Brainerd, Minnesota, they had an inch and four tenths of rain officially, and they sent me some pictures of trees down and things like that. So in the weekend, it was a little worse. I'm looking here, and since about uh, before 2 a.m., Eau Claire's picked up 23 hundredths of an inch and La Crosse 4 hundredths of an inch. So there's been some rain in that west and northwest part of the state, and that has to do with low pressure over the Red River Valley, you know, over near Fargo and Moorhead, that area, that far northwest part of, of Minnesota and eastern North Dakota. That's where the low is. It's going to push up into Ontario, Canada, and it's swinging a real weak cool front over toward Wisconsin, building into the western part of the state. That's why we've had that little rain, Eau Claire and and La Crosse, and uh, in that area. It's diminishing somewhat this morning, but nonetheless, there may be a little sprinkly shower, especially 
mostly central and north central Wisconsin. There's some rain down in northeast parts of Iowa, down into central Iowa. That probably stays off to our south as well. But otherwise, I expect some clouds and today still some very warm temperatures. Something a little bit different. Cooler in western Wisconsin than eastern Wisconsin. Eastern Wisconsin is still going to bake well up into the 80s. Not quite like 90 was seen or 89 around a lot of spots yesterday. Not quite that warm, but much warmer in eastern Wisconsin. The cool down happens with that cool front pulling through and that low building up into Canada. Temperatures drop off overnight, stay a lot cooler for Wednesday and Thursday as well. In fact, even just a little cooler than normal. That's not too bad for all the hay that's cut down. If we can miss out on rain today, that chance could still pop up even into eastern Wisconsin this afternoon or evening. You know, maybe a tenth of an inch or so if we have to see it. We'll know if we see some good sunshine here heading toward midday in the afternoon. The better chance of rain exists if those clouds hold on. That chance of rain, not all that great. So maybe today's the day we hope those clouds try to hold on to keep things on the lower, more quiet side. But get ready, then it cools down, stays a little drier as we head on toward later in the week. Not until then about the weekend when there could be a small chance of some rain redeveloping. I'll have forecast details right after this. As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Alrighty, Stu, let's talk about what's coming up because, like you said, I noticed it uh, when I was driving around this weekend. A lot of hay went down. A lot went down. There's still some down. I know my neighbor, I could hear him chopping uh, as it was getting towards sundown yet last night, still trying to get things done. Today, mostly cloudy, and that small shower chance popping up yet, those say mid morning from Boston to Madison, and then in the afternoon, Beaverdam, Fond du Lac, and Oshkosh. The chance lingers just into the night. If we see the rain, tenth of an inch or two could be around. Temperatures, like I've said, cooler in western Wisconsin, low 80s, mid and upper 80s in the eastern part of the state yet today. South winds near 15 to 30. The rain chance ending, mostly cloudy. Temps falling into the lower or mid 50s overnight. The west winds become northwest at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny, cooler Wednesday. A lot of upper 60s, 70 may be a warm spot. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. A slight rain chance late Wednesday night, early Thursday. More so sunny on Thursday. Low 70s with the northwest winds at 5 to 10. Sun in those low 70s Friday, Pam, sounds a whole lot more comfortable, and I'd say a lot better drying weather here for later this week as well. Yeah, that's good because anytime that we get that that kind of a drop in temperature, I also know the severe weather threat usually goes down, and that's... You know, with the way that it built up over the weekend, you almost wondered if we weren't going to get something severe. Yeah, and fortunately enough, it stayed further west for us, but it was there. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks.
You got it. See ya. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist with weather details you're looking for. And again, as I said, whenever that rain might move in, feel free to use the talk text line 877-301-FARM. Let me know how it's going with you as far as spring planting or maybe that first crop. Hey, really appreciate any of those updates. 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. It's time for this week's planting update with Lucas Clayton, sales manager with Wiffles Hybrids. How's it going out there, Lucas? In the last couple of weeks, as corn is emerging, you know, we're out looking at our research locations, have one right up in DeForest, uh, you know, just evaluating emergence on, on new genetics as well as current genetics that we're selling. A couple uh, newer hybrids that we've had in that 97 to about 100 day is from 1758. It's a new smart stacks for us, a 97 day, as well as a, a 1996, which is a, a double pro in 2656 all kind of right in that 97 to 100 day. This crop went in really fast once that weather did allow us to, uh, you know, get out there and get in that field. And the weather they're calling for here in the next week and the Memorial Day weekend, you know, with some rain and some heat, this corn's really going to take off and definitely want to be on our toes to making sure, you know, we're getting out there and getting that second pass of herbicide applied at the proper time and, you know, putting on that early uh, fungicide application if that's part of your program as well. That's Lucas Clayton, sales manager with Wiffles Hybrids. For more information, visit wiffles.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the Bright Star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. 
I don't want to brag. That means you're totally about to brag. Everything in my home matches, matches perfectly. It's all pulled together. That's because I have my own personal interior designer. You have your own interior designer because you shop at Lazy Boy. My Lazy Boy designer can pull strings and get me custom fabrics that match, handles and feet that coordinate my personal style, and color combinations that nobody else has. Everybody can have it. You just have to start at Lazy Boy. My personal designer knows how to bring it all together without it looking all, all, um, what's the word? It's not all matchy-matchy. You get the idea. Of course, this kind of customization isn't available to just anyone. It's available to everyone. Unless you have a personal designer. From Lazy Boy. It all comes together with Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Rob Reischel joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reischel. Conley Media, Forbes.com, excuse me, as well. So, Rob, uh, something that the quarterback throws the ball to, the wide receivers. I see another story that you got. Uh, always an incredible read with my guy, Robbie. Most people believe the Packers are one of the worst wide receiver groups in the NFL. And you said that Randall Cobb's response, I really don't care. Does Aaron Rodgers make the wide receiver? Could Jordan Love make the wide receiver? I don't know about that. But does Aaron Rodgers make the wide receiver, Robbie? And is this the weakest position then? For the Green Bay Packers? Oh, there, there's no doubt it's the weakest position on the roster. And it, it, it's at this point, guys, it's, it's not even close. And especially when you factor in the tight end group as well, where there's there's a lot of questions there, either either with injury to Tunyon, age to Mercedes Lewis, or, or just unknown and unproven guys backing you know, backing both of them up. So really the, the, the entire group of pass catchers, guys, undoubtedly is – is far and away the, the weakest spot on the roster. This is a really good football team um, at, at the overwhelming majority of, of positions. It, it should be a top three or a top five defense. You've got a, you know back-to-back MVP winner at, at quarterback. They should have a top 10 or 12 offensive line. The running back group is you know probably going to be in the top five in football. But, guys, you, you can't win a Super Bowl. I, I just don't think in today's modern NFL – where the game is is dictated and predicated by you know big plays, home runs, um, you know winning uh, through the air, not on the ground. Uh, you, you can't win like the 2000 Baltimore Ravens did, guys. Um, and, and that's an all-time defense that that had a, a journeyman quarterback, for example, and and a bunch of huckleberries at wide receiver. <laughs> Tampa Bay won it the same way a few years later with an all-time defense and. 
and 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 really a, a, a again a journeyman quarterback there and Brad Johnson and and and, and just some guys at, at wide receiver. It's it's really hard to do that in today's NFL. Somebody from that group, guys, is is, is going to have to emerge. Is is it possible? I guess anything's possible. By by December or January, Christian Watson's going to be a different player than he is today in May, or certainly that he's going to be sure. when people go and watch him this summer during training camp. Does Sammy Watkins have anything left? We're going to find out as as, as uh, you know the summer progresses. I, I guys, I think Randall Cobb is shot. Um, he hasn't played a full season since, since 2015. Getting more than 30 catches from him would, would be a surprise. You know, Alan Lazard's always going to be limited because he's a 4'7 guy, 4'6'5 uh, in the 40-yard in the, in the dash. He, he just he can't win one-on-ones consistently against high-level corners. I mean, guys, the thing, you know, some of these guys have okay numbers coming back, guys, from, uh, you know, from, from the last couple of years. But, but keep in mind, uh, you know, coverages and number one corners and 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 guys that were shadowing wide receivers were, were, were doing that to Devontae Adams. So, you know, on Alan Lazard, for example, saw a number two or a number three corner. Uh, Randall Cobb saw a number two or number three corner. All of a sudden now, guys, you you, you face a team like the Rams, and, and Jalen Ramsey is, is going to be locked up on somebody and, 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 and potentially take, you know, take away a Lazard or, or somebody like that. I just... I, 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 at this point in time, guys, I, 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 I would agree with everybody who says that this is a bottom three or a bottom five wide receiver group in the league. They've, they've got a lot to prove. Maybe one of these rookies emerges. Maybe Sammy Watkins has more in the tank than any of us uh, believe. But at this point in time, guys, um, it, you know, as, as, as we sit here in, in late May during mini camps and OTAs and getting ready for training camps, that is far and away the group on uh, on that 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 is the group that has the most to prove on this football team. So Robbie, talking about Randall Cobb real quick, I think the biggest surprising, shocking thing for me was we've seen Randall Cobb and know basically what he's done since he came out of Kentucky. The shocking thing for me was he's still only thirty one. <laughs> I would have guessed that he would at least you know top of my hey. head at least probably closer to the mid thirties. Hey. Seems like he's been around forever, but Ben Kenny and I were talking yesterday. What do you have more confidence in the tight ends moving forward or the receivers moving forward? Because both I think everyone would agree there's a lot more to be desired. Yeah, you know and Cobb will turn just for the record, Cobb turns thirty two in August, so he'll be he'll be thirty two when the season starts. I mean he's he's and he's an old 32 guys at, at 12 years at 12 years in the league let's, being let's a little call guy with the 30 something year olds okay let's, we're, we're, yeah, we he, do well he, for ourselves he he is beat to hell but but i would say honestly <laughs> Nelly, I, I like the long term potential of the wideout group a little bit more than than the tight end just from her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 30% chance of an afternoon shower today. We'll expect daytime highs around 83. Tomorrow, cooling down, 71 are expected high. Thursday, 71 and 74, the expected high on Friday. Uh, hopefully that rain stays away. I saw an awful lot of folks that started their first cutting of alfalfa. We are going to be talking about what's going on with the crop progress out there and across the United States and what developed newswise over the weekend. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, our guest on a Tuesday morning. So it is a Tuesday, the 31st day of May. On this day, back in 1899, two salesmen, 
met for a second time in Beaverdam, Wisconsin. They had decided over the past eight months that they wanted to do something to provide Christian support to traveling businessmen. During their meeting in Beaverdam, they decided they were going to jump right in and get at it. They invited their professional contacts to an organizational meeting that was going to be held later that year in Janesville. But essentially on this day in Beaverdam, back in 1899, the Gideon International Foundation was begun. And those are the folks that put Bibles in uh, the drawers of hotels around the world. I don't know if they're doing it so much anymore, but boy, that's one thing that you could always rely on no matter where your hotel, a Gideon Bible, and it started in Wisconsin on this day back in 1899. On this day in 2005, Deep Throat revealed himself. Remember Deep Throat, part of uh, the scandal behind the Nixon administration? And he revealed that former FBI agent Mark Felt was the informant. Deep Throat revealed on this date back in 2005. Happy birthday to actor-director Clint Eastwood. He is 92 today. Uh, Actress Brooke Shields, 57. Actor Colin Farrell, he is 46. And now you know. All righty, getting ready to bid farewell to the month of May and time to catch up with our buddy, Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group. Remember that? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And boy, I'll tell you, Ashley, uh, you guys have been busy. Did you get much of a break from Memorial Weekend? You know, not really, but it was it was good to have a day off and some better weather here. And, you know, we talked a while back about the grain facilities that sold part of the pipeline project, and I just kind of want to report on that because it's very interesting to see what's going on in, in the grain industry and, and these big facilities. And so, you know, we had some that were very large storage facilities. The one in North Dakota brought close to $3 million. We had one uh, by Oatana, Minnesota, bring $2 million. And then we had another facility that was more of a, a teardown that brought good money and, and sold right to a farmer. Wow. That's what you kind of had been talking about, that people never – don't underestimate what uh, you will find at these auctions and how it may fit in areas that uh, you don't first typically think about. So that's uh, – that's, and did those – how far away did those folks come to purchase those facilities, Ashley? Well, I'll tell you, we had bidders from about six different states. We had one of them that was a Canadian buyer. And so it's just amazing the power of uh, some of the advertising we do and, and digital marketing and just bringing in more buyers. And when you sell your equipment, you want more buyers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, in this day of time, doesn't really matter where they are. And, and people have to realize there are still in those specialized areas of agriculture, food processing, livestock, those areas that have specialized equipment or something unique, it's still tough to get your hands on that stuff. Right. It really is. And it, it never ceases to amaze me. Uh, people letting the clock run down to under 30 seconds and and bidding over a million dollars. It's just kind of fun to watch. Well, <laughs> so long as I'm not their banker, I guess it's fun to watch. You know, But it is fun to watch the volume of business that's going on. Steffesgroup.com. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. So like I said, Ashley, here we are. Get ready to flip the page, move on into June. I don't see any grass growing under you guys' feet. 
No, not really. I mean, just looking at our website right now, there's over 150 current auctions going on on our website. Our June catalog is coming out, uh, and that's going to be pretty much the auction for the first half of the summer. We do have a, you know, some that are already booked in, in November, December after harvest. Those will be in the book also, but you know, there's close to 100 auctions in that book, and it seems like we're putting auctions on every day. Yeah, well, you definitely are. And like we said, uh, day, night, uh, Sundays, Mondays, they all blend together because so much of your action is happening online. Have you taken a look lately at just maybe the average daily views? Because like I said, Ashley, rainy day, I can just imagine how how many guys are thumbing through on the app or taking a look at the website. Have you gotten a look at any of the numbers lately? Yeah, we really do. And, you know, if you're doing an auction with us, we're we're specifically giving you updates for your auction, your page on the website, not necessarily what's going on. At, you know, as a whole, you know, we, the numbers are staggering, you know, something like 10 million sessions over a year. But that doesn't mean much to the, the person having the farm retirement. They want to know what's going on on their website alone. And so we track those numbers. We give guys weekly updates. You know, um, a typical farm auction might have 14, 15,000 unique views uh, by the time we get to auction day. Man, oh man, that is, just think about that. Imagine if you had to get those people all in one place to accomplish a sale today. That That is just amazing. Ashley Hewn, along with us from the Steffes Group, folks, if you have never pondered the power of the internet and social media and a well-done operation like the Steffes Group and what it can do with you and a potential auction, you need to investigate it. Again, I remind you, go to go online, steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E. FFESgroup.com, or you prefer to talk to somebody, they are comfortable with that, of course. 800 726 8609. That's 800 726 8609. Ashley Hewan and our friends from the Steffes Group. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Every time we have a solar system going up in the neighborhood, people are walking by, they're getting their kids out to come look at it. They want to see what, what it is and talk about it and, and understand it. And, and the, the best way to find out if it works is talk to someone who has solar. You probably know someone who's gone solar and, and knows a little bit more. If you have a neighbor that has solar, talk to them. See what they're saying. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. You know, we're surrounded by these folks every day, and largely their efforts go unnoticed. On Friday, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation named 
their Hero of Hope. The 2022 award goes to the Chief of the Pittsville Fire Department. He's somebody that we've actually had on the farm show. His name is Jerry Miner, and Jerry really sticks out as a Hero of Hope for the role that he has played creating a partnership with the National Farm Medicine Center. The goal is to make sure that rural Wisconsin firefighters are properly equipped with training and equipment if they have to respond to a rural emergency. So he works with area farmers. They host hands-on training demonstrations with their local firefighters to make sure that they're prepared. Jerry Miner, the chief of the Pittsville Fire Department, named the 2022 Heroes of Hope. Now, there were some other finalists, including Sarah Bile from Polk County, Gretchen Camps of Lafayette County, Randy Roker from Sauk County, and Brenda Stotts from Sauk County, picking up their nominations as the folks that we lean on, our heroes of hope. More details available at MidwestFarmReport.com. Well, we've got our friend, uh, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, joining us in just a little bit. A lot of conversations going on, though, right now about how far behind some of the major corn production areas are when it comes to spring planting. North Dakota still catching some attention, but even areas like Indiana and Illinois also seem to be lagging behind in certain areas. We'll get our crop progress report out this afternoon. In overnight electronic trade this morning, December corn's down three and a half at seven twenty-six. November soybeans right now are up fifteen cents at fifteen fifty-nine. July wheat down twenty-six and a half at eleven thirty-one. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained a penny at two twenty-nine and a half. Forty-pound block cheese was unchanged, but double A butter dropped a penny and a quarter to two eighty-seven and three quarters per pound. The June milk it closed twenty-six cents stronger, twenty-four fifty-one a hundredweight. July milk was up 23 cents, 24.60 a hundredweight. All right, what's happening in the marketplace? We're going to get all the details we can get at this time of the day. John Heinberg, market advisor, joining us next on a Tuesday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you walk into Blaine's Farm and Fleet, you'll always find friendly, helpful service, great prices, and brand name products you can rely on. Like Hillman Grade 2 Builders Hardware, now 10% off. Power up your equipment with AA or AAA Energizer Max batteries. An 8-pack, your choice, $6.99. Pick up an aluminum rear cargo carrier from Laren. It's great for luggage, coolers, or just about anything that won't fit in your vehicle. On sale, $129.99. And save 10% on six-rail utility gates from Balin. You'll also find these great doorbuster deals. 50-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Performance Dog Food or 40-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Original Cat Food, now $2 off. Rewards members get $3 off. Pick up a 22-pint Danby dehumidifier. It's $179.99. For superior products, trust the experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Plus, for easy shopping, buy online for drive-through, ship-to-home, or same-day delivery options. 
It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the Humane Societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the Humane Society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. Choose a vehicle that's in stock, reserve one that's on the way, or order one just the way you want it. Help us donate $300,000 and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need. Find new roads in a new Chevrolet. Stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. Let's take care of the animals together. Here we use a lot of F words, food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On a Tuesday morning, our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us after the three-day weekend. And I want to jump right into it, John. I guess I'm looking at the markets this morning in one area that's kind of caught me by surprise, soybeans, up 15 cents. Uh, I didn't see any news necessarily to justify that. We get another crop progress report out this afternoon. What are you seeing this morning? Yeah, there's a couple different headlines that are coming into play there. First off, you know, obviously crop progress will come out this afternoon, delay today with the holiday yesterday. We're really going to keep an eye on what happens in North Dakota and, and northern Minnesota in terms of the progress there. Again, a lot of bean acres there that we are really counting on. And right now with the weather that we've been seeing, looks like they had some good rains move through some of those areas again yesterday, probably keeping them wet, longer range forecast, keeping them on the cooler side. So that may be something that's going to become an issue in terms of some prevent plant acres. So that's something the market's putting into place secondly too we're seeing strength in those old crop beans right now so that just tells us supplies aren't out there and we're seeing strength in the basis levels that and again when you see july and august beans leading the market higher that tells me there's some demand news going on so we're waiting to see if we get some more sales put in here you know the crush has been very very strong we've had good profitability at least for crushers there in that regard Last thing we got tied to it is the strong move in crude oil here. We're pushing $120 a barrel because of tightening again, maybe some more U or European Union sanctions against Russia, and plus some of just the chatter that some of those COVID lockdowns in China might be going away. And that's just firing that crude oil market up, and that all spills over into that soybean market. Well, and every time that you uh, turn a page or look at another screen, Russia's still in the news. Uh, last week, we talked about how Putin had started to use kind of wheat as his uh, world negotiating tool. Doesn't sound like anybody's willing to back off on restrictions against Russia for that wheat yet, though. Yeah, that continues to turn into a bit of a political fodder as we use wheat as a weapon in terms and, and with this, uh, you know, the situation in the Ukraine. You know, it was off and on last week about them possibly letting some exports out. And then you know, if we would let some sanctions loosen up, obviously that's not happening in that regard. You know, then it came back in here over the weekend and state that they would, you know, from Putin's mouth himself, that he possibly would put some you know, wheat out from the marketplace. So that's kind of weighing on the wheat market here, at least on the overnight session. Yeah, it's going to be one of those ongoing stories until we actually see some verification. The market's going to be skeptical, but we've talked about it before. You got a lot of volatility in the market trades off of headlines, especially on overnight trade like we saw last night. So wheat's pressured with that news as well as that gets kind of corn caught up in the wash uh, just because of the grain being tied to the, that same region.
I want to go back to that crude oil comment that you made. I mean, it should be very vivid and fresh for anybody that did any traveling over Memorial Weekend. Uh, this crude oil situation, uh, and now it looks like the European European Union making some moves to uh, walk away from Russia oil supplies. I mean, this this baby's going to catch fire this week. Well, with the move, you know, here over the weekend, obviously the oil market was still trading globally yesterday, despite the U.S. holiday. You know, we did push to new highs, uh, taking out those highs from earlier in the year, right after the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So that opens up this market to challenge possibly back to that 140, 150 level, which are those highs from, you know, back in, you know, a decade or so ago. So it'll be interesting to see where this wants to get to. Obviously, we're going to see the pump uh, gas prices uh, reflect that. You know, don't be surprised we see a move higher in gas prices this week like we need that but that's probably what's going to be tied directly to it uh, so again that market continues to show a lot of volatility so as we get into a heavy demand window the supplies just aren't there and then obviously throw in the fact that those chinese lockdowns could be coming to an end or starting to ease that only fires up more global demand well and i mean that uh, global demand as far as crude hurts our wallet but it may also uh, invigorate some areas of agriculture that had been I guess we'd have to say pause temporarily waiting for China to reopen. Very much so. You know, obviously the shipping side of things and the backups at the ports and, you know, getting product moved. That was a concern of all these markets in this window. You know, we'll have to see. It's going to take time, obviously, you know, because of the backlog that's out there. But that was something that was weighing over definitely some of the livestock sector and shipping pace, soybeans and shipping pace. You know, and then even on the corn side, we'll see if they can bring some more corn in. You know, there was a little chatter there looking for some corn for September last week. That was some of the restraint that we saw in the second half of the week on corn. You know, so again, they're going to be active in the market when they're buyers uh this market moves let me ask you what you expect what numbers are you going to be looking at first in the crop progress report this afternoon john and give me a little bit of dialogue on on you know really that's still a very important piece of information for this marketplace yeah, we'll be going right to those North Dakota, Minnesota numbers and seeing what progress got done there for both spring wheat as well as soybeans. You know, again, those are two crops that we need every single acre that we can get. And if they're continuing to be behind, we're already past their prevent plant date for corn. You know, so we'll have to see what's going to happen in that area. What, you know, what's with the forecast going forward? So, again, if we're getting to that stage now. It's either go or no go in some of those regions. Mm-hmm. And if those acres are missing, this market's going to need to price that in because with the soybean demand that's out there globally, the tighter supplies that are there, you know, that's going to directly impact the U.S. carryout. You know, again, as those soybean prices here in the front end have just pushed to new highs again on the overnight. I also wonder about Ohio, Indiana, even parts of Illinois. I was getting reports from farm broadcasters. They're still not moving. Yeah, there's some regions out there. I got a client over in the Ohio area. He's basically getting things just started, and he was really hoping the rain would stay away, and it didn't sound like it was going to for him. There are some other isolated regions that are going to be out there, and again, this is going to be a market that's going to be looking for every single acre, and now we're into June. Things are going to click up really quickly on that prevent plant side. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing, along with us. John H. at TotalFarmMarketing.com, his website. And like he said, TotalFarmMarketing.com for more. Have a great Tuesday. This Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.